All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. It's been a while. I've been really busy. Haven't been able to do these, but back again to talk some Padre baseball. Really impressed with the Padres. I, you know, with the COVID situation, knocking out Tatis, Hosmer, Myers. I mean, three marquee players in, in the organization. I mean, especially Tatis. And to sweep the Cardinals like they just did this weekend is just absolutely awesome for the organization. I was totally impressed. I I expected, honestly, I was hoping for one win. I was thinking they'd get one win, but I was, you know, I was afraid that they'd probably get swept if, you know, because, I mean, you guys just got so many backups in there, so many automatic outs. You know, Machado's kind of struggling, you know, this year, he's only hitting 230 right now. He's got an on base, isn't too bad at 333, but his OPS is 718. He's not really slugging the ball. Um, and he just felt like, okay, without him being hot, like who's going to get on base? And they're just going to probably pitch around Machado. And to sweep those guys who were in first place or still in first place, I don't, I don't really care. I don't know. I think they are. They're playing in an easy division. I was just really impressed. I mean, you got pretty good pitching, you know, all season. I'll go through everything on that. I mean, the hitting's starting to come around. Um, you know, you play the Colorado Rockies and you get the COVID bullshit. You you destroy them the first game. And I'm thinking, okay, the Padres are going to probably sweep the Rockies. Machado, I think, hit a big home run in the first game. And you're thinking, okay, he's about to get hot. Tatis was just getting hot, you know, prior to playing – uh, Colorado. I figured Tatis was going to have a huge series in Colorado, and I felt like they were making their stride. And then you get the COVID bullshit, and it's just like it was just such a downer. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" I was like, "They're going to play the Rockies here. At least they'll probably take two out of three. You know, they took the first one, and then the COVID. You know, Myers and Hosmer even have to come out as well as I, I don't really care about Profar and Mateo. I mean, Profar is okay, Mateo. Mateo doesn't mean he shouldn't even be on the team right now. Even when he's able to come off of the COVID list, he shouldn't be on the team. There's, you know, O'Grady should definitely be the fourth, fifth outfielder, however you want to say it. I mean, I really like O'Grady's swing. He looks pretty confident, especially against right-handed pitching, which, I mean, the only thing Mateo gives you is he's versatile and can play a lot of different positions, but who gives a shit? I mean, with Kim and Cronenworth, you know, that could play a lot of positions. Nola could play a lot of positions. I mean, I don't. There's no use of Mateo, in my opinion. But like I was saying, you go to Colorado, you win the first one, and then a couple guys go out, and you're like, "Fuck, dude." I still thought they might sweep Colorado because I was like, "Okay, Darvish is going to pitch." You know, in the in the doubleheader, he's going to pitch the first one in Snell, and I was kind of like, "They got a good shot of sweeping them." They split. I mean, I was like, okay, I'll take that, especially with the hitters. Like, But you could just tell they struggled hitting in those two games. And they were hitting their stride hitting-wise, I felt like, after the San Francisco game and a couple other games. You know, they beat up on Cueto on Sunday. And I felt like, okay, they're going to just destroy Colorado pitching. I think they beat them like, what, 8-9-1 in the first game. And you feel like, all right, here we go. And then you got all these backups in there, and they struggled in the two games to score runs. Carantini hits a huge home run, uh, grand slam. He's been huge this year. Um, yeah, I didn't expect much out of Carantini. I didn't know much about him. I just heard, okay, he's you Darvish's special catcher, which is fine. I was like, okay, you know, throw him in on the trade. But he's been way more than just a throw-in. He has been clutch. Um, I mean, he's hitting two forty-seven, but he's got an on base of three forty-seven right now and it's slugging 742 i mean that's that's pretty good for a backup catcher who's played a lot you would you'd feel like as much as he's played he's going to get exposed he has that huge grand slam but i think there was an error if i'm not mistaken marcana americana whatever you however you pronounce his name should have rolled into a, a double play um i mean it was hit sharply and the guy you know but if that doesn't happen i believe they don't score any runs and you know, Carantini made him pay, and he hits a grand slam. You win that game. And then the next game, you know, you just can't really hit. And you got some stupid base running by Gresham. And 
Carantini didn't read the ball pretty well on a bloop single and gets thrown out at third or it should have been a bloop single. I mean, whatever. So, he, But I was thinking, okay, at least you split. But then I'm thinking, like, you're probably going to get swept against Arizona because you got, you know, marquee players out. I mean, I mean, Tatis is a marquee player, and then Hosmer and Myers are, are fringe all-stars. Like, if they have a good year, they're going to make an all-star, you know. Um, and it, I just felt like there were so many easy outs, especially, you know, you got Tommy Pham batting fourth all series long. If you got Tommy Pham batting fourth, I mean, I don't, I don't know how a team who's winning their division – who's probably going to make the playoffs, doesn't take at least two out of three. I mean, that's embarrassing by the Cardinals. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, you know, the Giants split against the Pirates. I figured the Giants were probably going to win three or maybe even all four against the Pirates. And they were going to they were going to gain, a, you know, a couple games on us. And now we gained a game and a half, if I, if I got it correct. You know, you gain, let's see, yeah, I think we gained a gain and a half on them because we swept Arizona and they lost two. Um, not Arizona, St. Louis. I mean, you know, the Dodgers lost again today. They keep losing one-run games and Seager's injury. And I, I mean, I don't root for injuries. I'm not a Dodger fan. I don't sit there, you know, and say Tatis is injury-prone, yet Seager's hurt again. Um Seager's been hurt a lot of times. I, I like Seager as a player. I mean, that guy's a baller. I think he's one of their best players. I fear him when he comes up a lot more than I do any other hitter on their team except for Mookie Betts. Uh, Bellinger and Muncie, I, I mean, whatever. I mean, Bellinger, you know, is a swing and miss guy. And Muncie, he, he bats fourth and he's fan graph circle jerks to guys like him because they walk so much and their on-base percentage is good. The guy bats fourth, and he goes up there looking for a walk. Like, I want my number four, number five hitter to drive in runs. And it doesn't seem like he really does that. But, you know, he's got a great war. I don't know how, but I don't really give a fuck about that shit. But, um, you know, Seager's hurt now. I mean, that's going to hurt the Dodgers. Dodgers have some injuries. I love how Dodger fans think, oh, I don't even know who these Padre guys – like, I see this – a lot like on Twitter, they're like, we, we don't even know who those guys, besides Tatis, we don't know who those guys are. What the fuck are you talking about? Pomeranz is probably the best setup guy in baseball. Um, he's out. Uh, Hosmer's, you know, whatever you want to say about him, he's a pretty damn good player. I mean, he's hitting right now 305. He's got an on base of 370, and he's got an OPS of 813. That's, I mean, he's pretty good. You know, especially really good with runners in scoring position. I mean, it's nothing great. Like, he's been – he hasn't been good defensively this year. He hasn't. He wasn't good defensively last year. Um, he's not as bad as Padre Twitter makes him out to be. I mean, Padre Twitter wants him to scoop every single ball that Tatis throws, you know. You know, Cronenworth missed us – missed a ball today. I didn't see Padre Twitter fucking explode on Cronenworth today, but, but if it was Hosmer, they would have. It's funny how that works out. Um, and then you got Myers too. I mean, he's, you know, had a great season last year and, you know, he's, he's only, I mean, his numbers aren't that good this year. I mean, he's hitting 255, 342 on base and a 757 OPS. But I mean, you take, you take those three guys out, you know, Tatis is a top five player in baseball, top minimum, top 10. You want to say, you know, he's not you know, a top 20 player right now in baseball because of his injury. I, I would, I might agree with you on that because it does seem like the shoulders bothering him on his throws, but he's still got nine jacks and uh, how many games has he missed? He missed 10 when he went on the IL and he's missed, you know, a couple, like five here. He's already missed like 15 games. Plus he didn't play in a game or two. He's already missed like 17 games and he's still got nine home runs in what? Less than 25 games he's played. Um, he's hitting 240, 315 on base, 867, you know, OPS. And he's not, I mean, he hasn't even gotten into his stride yet. You know, he's, I mean, he got, he got in, he was hitting some home runs against the Dodgers. I think, what did he hit, like five in that series? But he hasn't even hit, gotten hot yet. Him or Machado haven't gotten hot yet. And the Padres are 24 and 17. And I saw a lot of bullshit from Padre Twitter. I don't like Padre Twitter. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't really stand it. About 90% of Padre Twitter I fucking can't stand. But 
there's about 10% I really like, you know, and people who make good points where I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. I feel like I'm a pretty knowledgeable sports fan, but I'm not going to know everything. And, you know, I'm going to get shit wrong. That's the difference between me and Padre Twitter is I'll admit when I'm wrong on stuff. Padre Twitter never admits they're wrong on anything. I mean, they're all doctors. You know, they said Tatis should have gotten surgery and should be out for the season. You know, every pitcher throws a ball, and if his velocity's down, they think he's out for the season every single goddamn time. I mean, sometimes they're right on stuff, but just admit when you're wrong. I would have some respect for you. Like, but the Padres lost a couple games here and there, and it was like, I saw some tweets like, they'll be lucky to make fourth place. I'm like, what? You understand the Rockies are in their division, right? Okay, well, they'll be lucky to make third place. What? They're not going to beat the Diamondbacks and Rockies, like, honestly. And, like, everyone's, like, jerking off to the Giants. And the Giants, like, I didn't think they would last this long to have the record that they have this long. I'm not going to say, like, I mean, I keep telling myself, like, they're not going to keep this up. And I still don't think they're going to keep this up. Because if you look at the schedule that they've played, they haven't even played the Dodgers yet. You know? They haven't played the Cardinals and. We already played that team. Um, I don't think they've played Milwaukee. Yeah, I could be wrong. But when you got to play, we already played the Dodgers seven times. So that's a seven more games. Like, we're going to, you're going to lose a few of those. And if you don't, great. I'd rather you sweep the Dodgers, you know, because I know you're not going to keep it up, the Giants. The, uh, there's only one thing that the Giants have that's great. And it's, it's really great is they're starting pitching. Um, Gosman, DiZafani, whatever his name is, Alex Wood. I mean, these guys are pitching out of their ass. I don't know how they're all doing it. They're all, you know, throwing a lot harder than they have in the past. I don't, I don't know what, what's going on over there, especially Gosman. He, he was not 98, 99, but Lament did the th- same thing last year. I remember he was always 94, 95, and then all of a sudden last year he was 97, 98, to 99 and it was like I don't I don't know what they're doing different someone want to be an analytics guy and tell me oh they're doing this this and this I mean whatever um but it seems like all those Giants starting pitchers are having career years but their bullpen's not that good it kind of sucks I mean the sinker ball pitcher or sidearm guy Rogers I think his name is he's pretty good but besides that I mean McGee sucks um they got a bunch of old guys that are hitting for power this year. Like, that's not going to continue. Like, Posey's got, like, eight or nine home runs. Crawford's got, like, eight, I think. Posey's hitting close to 400. I mean, that's just – these guys are going to break down, too. You know, like Crawford, Posey, Longoria, and Belt. You think you don't think those guys are going to get hurt? I mean, come on. There's no way. Those guys are all in their mid-30s, aren't they? Or close to mid-30s? I mean – they should all be declining. They're having they're having good years as of now, but we're only we're only in the middle of May, and I just it really pisses me off. Like Padre Twitter, just like just calm down. It's a long season, and I think Tingler is playing the long game. It's pretty obvious he's been doing that basically from day one. It's just like every little nick, like take the guy out, or he's just playing the long game. And I could start with this. You know, like the, I'll just start talking about the pitching. Like, the only guy he's pushing or letting him go far on innings as a starter is basically Darvish and a little bit of Musgrove. And the reason why he's doing that is, you know, I mean, I'm, I've said this a million times, but you're coming off a 60 game season. You can't have, especially young pitchers that you're developing, you cannot just have them almost miss a whole year of development and then just go, oh, here we go. We got to, you know, we need 150, 200 innings out of you. It's just not going to happen. Like Weathers, I don't know how many innings they're going to get out of him. I think his career high is 90 in 2019. I don't know how many innings he got, you know, in the alternate site and then whatever, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, whatever he, he, you know, I don't know. I highly doubt he could get more than 100 innings for your for you this year. And I was kind of thinking, oh, you could probably throw 120. I don't know. I, I highly doubt it, but, I mean, he's been fantastic for them. He, you know, the arm fatigue was a little bit, you know, a little worrisome there. 
but he did that, um, I think, in 2019. and Because uh, I watched him a lot, like in the Fort Wayne. I get that MOB app. And he was like 95, 96, and then he got this arm fatigue, and then he was like 88, 89 for a couple games. Then he was... You know, a little bit more. It was like 91, 92. Then it was 92, 93. I think he got to 93, 94 by like the last couple of starts for him. And I was kind of like, okay, at least he got, you know, some of his velocity back. But I was thinking in my head, I was like, if he doesn't regain that velocity to 95, 96, 97, then he's probably not going to be as good. Well, this year, to start the year, he was throwing, you know, he was sitting 95, 98, you know, or 95, 97 at least. Then he gets the arm fatigue and, you know, it was like 91, 92 for a little bit. And, and today's start, he was 92, 93 in the first inning. He kind of got rocked. Second inning, I think it was like, you know, 93, 94. And then the third and fourth inning, he was 95, 96 again, and he, he pitched really good. So, I mean, he's, he's given you a 26 innings so far. ERA, like I said, 1.37. I mean, I think going forward – if he's going to be a four-inning pitcher, I'm fine with that because now that it looks like you're going to put Lament in the bullpen, which I hope they stick with that, um, Lament looked pretty good today. He was 97-98. Didn't seem like he had good command of his slider, but when you're pumping in that 97-98, you don't have to have the greatest you know, slider if you're only going to be a two-inning pitcher. Now, the second inning, he's throwing 95 so the velocity went down a little bit. But I think as time goes on, if he's only going to be a two-inning pitcher and they leave him in the bullpen for this year, I think that he'll be fine. If, he, if, if he's throwing, you know, first inning 97-98, even if he's throwing the next inning a couple miles an hour less, right when he gets in trouble, you can just yank him. You know, or if you feel like, especially him in the bullpen, especially if, if the next three hitters are right-handed hitters and he comes in, like after a game that Weathers throws – you know, four or five innings. And then you you throw his ass in there and let's say their next three hitters or three of the next four hitters are right-handed. I mean, that's going to be pretty lethal, you know, having Lament in the bullpen. I don't think they're going to put him as a starter. And the reason why I don't think is I'm very impressed with Paddock lately. You know, he throws the three innings against the Giants. He, he's throwing, you know, back to 97, 98. And it's not even just throwing 97, 98. It just, it just looks different. Like it's got a little more, little more pop and a little more rise to it. Because if you're just going to throw 97, 98 and be straight, eventually they're going to hit you. Um, like Pagan, he doesn't throw that hard, but he throws 95, 96. But he's straight as a fucking bow and arrow, and he just gets uh, – he worries me. I mean, he just gets bombed because it's just straight. Like his slider's pretty good, but <laughs> – you can't throw straight. Paddock, though, it's got a little – and if you listen to John Smoltz, I know a lot of people didn't like him. I, I mean, I thought he was fine. I, I like John Smoltz. The play-by-play guy sucked yesterday. He was terrible. But I kind of like Smoltz. I mean, I, he's pretty knowledgeable to me. He was just saying, dude, if, if Paddock could just keep throwing that curveball and just show it, you know, instead of being a two-pitch pitcher, I felt like Paddock threw a bunch of curveballs yesterday – and he missed on all of them. Like, they weren't – I would say probably like 30% of them were strikes. Like, he couldn't get it over the plate on it. But to me, it changed the batter of just, okay, I can't just sit on his fastball and react to his changeup and spit on his changeup because I know it's not just two pitches. If you see a curveball here and there, now you're thinking, okay, now he's got three pitches. So I thought Paddock's looked totally different. And I know some people were upset, like, why did he come out in the fourth inning or after four innings? Look, I think Paddock, Paddock could really change this whole season around for us. Because if he could give you innings and just be a fifth starter and have an ERA, you know, around 4-2, I mean, and just eat up five, six innings, because I think he's going to end up being a five, six inning pitcher. And I think that's going to save us. Because now, now the Padres, in my opinion... You got your five starters. You got Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Paddock, and Weathers. Now, you you say to yourself, okay, Snell's basically, you know, I'll get into him, a five-inning pitcher. Paddock, 
Hopefully, he's a five, six inning pitcher. And then Weathers is going to be a four or five inning pitcher. So you feel like shit, dude. And Darvish is a six, seven inning pitcher. Musgrove's, he's about six inning pitcher. So you feel after, after Darvish and Musgrove's, you're going to need some, some bullpen, like, and that might wear down your bullpen. Well, now that you got, to me, you only had one real long reliever that can go multiple innings and eat up some innings and stamina. Now, though, if you got Lament, I mean, he's not going to go probably three innings. Maybe later in the season he could go three innings, but he could give you two innings. And Diaz, Diaz is it? Diaz? Diaz now gives you a third guy that can go multiple innings, and he can give you every outing two or three. And Diaz has been fantastic, dude. Absolutely fantastic, and it's all his control because he's always had the stuff. But when he's pumping that fastball and controlling it and then that changeup, and then he mixes in that slider, like my brother was like, well, why doesn't he throw the slider more? I was like, yeah, I mean, if he's only going to be a two, three-inning pitcher, he doesn't really have to right now. That, that changeup that he's throwing to left-handers tailing away from him, I mean, that is just filthy. And if he's pumping that fastball in there and he's got control and he's not falling behind 2-0, and every inning, I mean, he's had a clean inning almost every every fucking inning. I mean, he gave up a home run to Arenado. It was like, so what? Well, I, what was the score? I just remember thinking, who gives a fuck? He gave up a solo shot. Um, he's been great. If he can keep that up, to me, you can make it through the season with your starters not going that far. I know a lot of people think like, fuck, dude, our bullpen's going to be taxed. We got one extra pitcher in our bullpen right now. And he's basically, Tingler's done that all season long. So I like him doing that. You know, you don't have an extra position uh, position player. I think they can manage the whole season now. Because I was worried the whole time. I was like, Jesus, how are they going to, you can't just keep throwing these guys, keep throwing these guys. Like Tim Hill's last like one or two outings, I, I looked at him and it just, it looked like, okay, maybe he's getting tired. Stammon and Melanson, the last like, I mean, they've looked good today. But there was like a time or two recently where I was like, well, they looked a little fatigued because they're, they're being used so much. But I think we got enough relievers, and especially now that we got some multiple innings guys in Stammon. I mean, Stammon's pitched already 24 innings this year. And he's got an ERA at 1.82. I mean, I have so much confidence in that kid. I, I didn't, when they signed him, I thought it, I was like, what are they doing? I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Padre Twitter absolutely destroyed it. Of course, the people that destroyed it won't come back and go, hey, you know what, dude? I was wrong. It's, a, it, it, it's, it's saving us right now. Um, but I have so much confidence in him. Tim Hill, I got a lot of confidence. I mean, he's got an ERA of 2.65. He's been fantastic. He comes When he comes in and there's already runners on, it always seems like he holds those runners like they don't score. So he's coming in big situations. Um, so his ERA to me is almost misleading. It should it's like a better ERA because base runners are on that another guy puts on, you know, and he saves his ass. Um Pagan's the guy that worries me the most coming out of the pen. I mean, he's got an ERA of 3.18, which I mean that's not bad ERA at all, but he worries me because he gives up so many home runs. And um I like today he brought him in the eighth inning only up by two. I was like, what are you doing? You got the, um, there was two right-handers or three right-handers coming up the next three guys. It was Arenado and Molina. I was like, why don't you just leave in um, Adams? And Adams would be great. His ERA is 3.55 right now, but that thing's dropping quick. The only reason why Adams ERA is even that high is because he basically missed almost all his spring training and he was rusty for his first you know, like two times he, he came out, two or three outings, his first two or three outings. And, and I saw Padre Twitter destroy him. It's like, dude, calm down. Like, these guys are good. Uh, Pierce Johnson, I have pretty good confidence in. Same thing with him as far as Adams. You know, you miss most of spring training, you're going to be rusty. Uh, his ERA is 3.65. Is, is, you know, I mean, that's not that good, but he's gonna he's fine. I have confidence in him. I mean, hopefully we could get Taylor Williams back. I mean, I don't know why we can't get a fucking update from Dennis Lynn or AC on that. Um, I love Dennis Lynn. I'm not trying to bash him or anything, but come on, dude. Can we get an update on, on Taylor Williams? Like, what's the deal going on there? Um, so 
Melanson's, you know, the closer's been absolutely fantastic. 14 and 14 on saves. He's got an ERA of 0.96. Um, I don't know if he's going to last the whole year just shutting people down like this. It doesn't seem like his stuff is, I mean, it's definitely not overpowering, but he's got control and that cutter. It's, it doesn't seem like people square him up. You know, it doesn't seem like he's getting lucky. He doesn't walk, guys. Um, I'm very impressed with that. I mean, when they signed him, I thought he was going to be like a seventh or eighth inning guy. I thought Pomeranz was going to be the closer, but Pomeranz can't go back-to-back games, it doesn't seem like. I think he's only done that once this year, and he got hurt. Um, I'm a little worried on his injury. It always seems like he's got something. Um we need Pomerantz because, I mean, that's your best reliever, even though Melanson, to me, has the best numbers. Pomerantz, to me, just, I don't know. I feel the most confident when Pomerantz is in. Uh, going back to the starting rotation, uh, I mean, Darvish is, you know, it's almost saved this season. We're eating up innings. He's already gotten 47, over 47 innings in eight starts. So, I mean, that's. Over six innings a start, or close to six innings a start, an average. And last game he got taken out because it was a, you know, early because it was a seven inning game, and it was the right move to take him out after four innings. I think he only gave up one run. Uh, Musgrove is kind of was on fire his first what three four starts. He had the no hitter. It seems like he hasn't really been the same since. But he's given he's got an ERA still at two point eight six. He got a little bit lucky in that St. Louis game. Getting that double play was huge. Um, it looks like they're getting the book on him. You know, try to spit on his breaking balls because he doesn't really throw them for strikes as much. I I would wish that Musgrove could you know kind of establish the fastball a little more, throw it a little bit more, and then you know throw the breaking ball stuff and. But I think I think Musgrove's going to have trouble against teams like the Dodgers, the Giants, you know, even the Cardinals lineups that have a lot of guys that aren't free swingers, you know, that are, you know, especially the Dodgers, you know. I think he's going to have trouble against that team because those guys don't swing out of the zone, take a lot of pitches. He's going to have trouble. Free swinging teams, I think he's going to get them. Snell's been an absolute um, – Frustrating pitcher. I was about to say disappointing, but I don't think he's necessarily. I mean, it's disappointing, but it's not like his stuff is there, dude. He's still 96, 97 on his fastball. When he's when he's got the slider going, I mean, he's nasty. It seems like to me with him is he wastes so many sliders that aren't even close. That just like bounce or curveball, whatever they are, breaking balls. Um. My brother was saying something about his changeup. Like, they, he never throws it for strike. Whatever it is, the off-speed pitch, he wastes so many that aren't close. Like, I understand being ahead 1-2, and 0-2, oh throwing it out of the zone. You should. But it's like a wasted one where it's not even close, where no one's going to swing at it. Um, I wish he would challenge more guys with his fastball and just attack guys. But I do think he's going to come out of it. I think eventually he's going to come out of it. Um, if he pitches well in the playoffs, we're all going to look back and go, great, that's that's all that matters. So he's got to eat up some innings, though, here and there. He can't just be a four- or five-inning pitcher. You have got to be able to occasionally get six innings out of him. I mean, this is kind of getting ridiculous. You know, he's got 34 innings and eight starts. I mean, it's four innings. I mean, that one Pittsburgh game fucked him, but still, come on, man. We need a little more as Snell. I think we'll get that. Um, overall, I think pitching obviously has been fantastic. I, I see, you know, someone on Twitter that I see, or not just someone, I see a bunch of guys on Twitter that think our pitching coach sucks. I'm like, dude, our, we have the best ERA in baseball or, or one of the best, and our pitching statistics are all top five in baseball, top three in baseball and everything. I mean, come on. You can't just – well, all the injuries are on the pitching coach. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of injuries going around in baseball for pitching. Yes, I think the Padres are to the extreme and probably need to be looked into more on that. But I think that's more of Preller getting, 
I don't know, guys that get hurt a lot, you know. He he seems to get guys who get hurt and doesn't really look too much into that. I wish he would look more into that. Um, but I, I'm fine with our pitching. I think, you know, I'm not really worried about the innings. As far as uh, Mackenzie Gore goes, he has pitched twice so far this year. And I hope the gun in El Paso is slow because yesterday or whatever it was, Friday, he was pitching like 91 to 92. He doesn't, he needs to be 94, 95 minimum. Um, The command was much, much better this second game. He gave up a couple of hits that should have been caught, like this one double. It was hit hard though, but the double should have, one double should have been caught and there was, there was like two bloopers, but the command was way better. So I felt confidence in that. I mean, pitched six innings, only gave up uh, one walk, and it wasn't a bunch of three, three and two counts where it's like, okay, you got close to walking him. Um, he was pounding the strike zone, but the I hope the gun was slow because the miles per hour worried me. But I remember when Quantrill was pitching in AAA in El Paso and the home games, you know, it has the miles per hour and he was like 89, 90. And then he came up as a Padre and he was 95, 96. So I think that gun is really slow over there. I hope that's the case. Mason Thompson is a name to remember. I'm telling you, if they keep him as a bullpen guy, just one inning out of him, he's going to, he's going to come up eventually. I'm almost positive. He's on the 40 man roster. He will come up at some time this year because he is fucking nasty. He is 97, 98 with the fastball with movement, 96, 98 with movement, and then he drops that slider and it lights out. He, he's nasty. That could be a future closer. I don't want to get too hyped or too optimistic on it because he's had a bunch of injuries, but just stuff-wise, he's fucking filthy. Um what else do I got? I, I wanted to talk a little bit about each player, how they're doing. Um, I know Fam is a topic. Tommy Fam fucking sucks, guys. It's he's done. And I, I, I see like some people going back and forth. Give him more time, whatever. I don't, I don't think there's anything they can do right now. I don't think any team like the Cubs. I don't think are going to trade Chris Bryant. Um, I don't think you know Nick Castellano or whatever his name is on the Reds. I don't think teams are out of it, so they're not going to trade. So you're kind of stuck right now with fam. But the dude's hitting 196. On base isn't that bad. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'd take his on base, 328. The guy, he's got an OPS of 563. He's slugging 235. He has two extra base hits on the year. They're both hanging breaking balls, okay? Wainwright was awful yesterday. Awful. He was throwing pus. I don't know how he, Wainwright had the numbers he even had going into the game. He was throwing pus. And that's the only reason why Fam can turn on it is off-speed pitch. He can't turn on anything 94, 95-plus of fastball. He just can't do it. And people are like, is, is X Woba and is Woba and is this and is hit rate, hard hit contact rate and all this other shit. Just stop. Just fucking stop. Just watch the games. He's not crushing the ball. I don't. I don't know where they come up exactly with that. I I can see how they come up with exit velocity, but I don't understand how they come up with. Oh, he barreled it up. Oh, barrels. What's his barrels? I I don't fucking care. When he gets fastballs pumped by him, and he can't turn on it, it's bat speed. It's, it's plain simple. It looks like his bat weighs like twenty pounds, and he just can't fucking turn on it. I mean, his defense is terrible. He should have caught that one in Colorado. I mean, we almost lost that game because he doesn't catch it. Um, he has two extra base hits this year, and I think he has seven extra base hits as a Padre. Well, I mean, what did he what did he play last year? Like thirty games, and he's probably played you know thirty this year. What have they what have they played? They played their 23 and 17. That's 40. Yeah, he's probably played about 30 games this year. I mean, you're talking about 60 games. The guy's got like seven extra base hits. Like this isn't just, well, he's just off to a slow start. It's way more than that. I would love to be wrong. 
and someone go back and bookmark me and, hey, bookmark Medi, you just got crushed. I'll eat all the crow. I would love it. Someone's like, hey, he's up to 265. He's got, you know, 12 home runs. And he's, I don't, honestly, I don't think he's going to hit more than five home runs on the year. I really don't. I don't think he can hit 10, 15 home runs on the season. I just, I don't, I don't see it because he doesn't drive the ball and it, uh, apparently he's got good exit velocity and all that other stuff. I, I don't, I don't know how, um, he doesn't square shit up. He don't turn on it. You know, he got a C9 single today. I think someone was trying to say something to me like, hey, here it is, like something. Like, dude, stop. And I saw some people like, you guys need to apologize to fam, whoever you guys who were hating it because he hit a home run. Uh, like, congrats. He hit a fucking home run. He's not good, dude. I don't care about the strip club shit. I don't care about... You know, who he voted for. I know Padre Twitter, you know, cares about stuff like that, off the field stuff. If you're not beating up your wife, you're not, you know, a dick to your kids. I don't care. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care. I don't even care if the guy's doing fucking blow every night. I That's his business. Just don't get caught. Don't get suspended. I don't care if he's doing steroids. Don't get caught. Don't get suspended. Um, I can care fucking less. But he sucks. He's terrible. They're going to need a left fielder. Um, I know people are like, oh, Chris Bryant's going to cost so much. Like this one clown, he's like, oh, I know Chris Bryant and something, this and that. And he probably, maybe he knows him. I don't know. He's like, oh, it's just going to cost you so much to get him. Why would it cost so much to get him? And the guy's like, it'll start with Gordon Abrams. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? You can't be that fucking stupid. And tell me a rental is going to cost two top 20 prospects in, in baseball. First of all, it's not going to cost one of them. It's not even going to cost a top 50 prospect in baseball. Okay? Machado was having a monster season in Baltimore. And the Dodgers gave up, like, the guy was ranked in, like, the 60s. So anything lower than 40, there's no chance it's going to cost to get Bryant. He's a rental. Okay? You just got you Darvish from the Cubs for four sweet 16-year-olds and, and a pitcher you got rid of part of his salary. And then people are like, oh, well, that was a salary dump. A salary dump for a fucking ace? Guy's got an ERA of 2.08. Who just does a salary dump for that? If you're going to do a salary dump, I mean, why don't you get some legit prospects? How the fuck the Cubs didn't get a legit top five prospect from ours, at least get Camposuano, you know, Robert Hassel, something. They didn't get shit, man. You could tell me, oh, you don't know about these guys. Okay, maybe. Maybe the, one of those guys pans out. One. There's no way two of them are, you know. And you just gave up an ace. He's a one. Where would the Padres be without Darvish right now? You're going to have the bullpen come in every game in the fifth inning? I mean, without Darvish, fucking the whole team, the whole bullpen would be taxed right now. But it's going to cost Abrams, Gore, and more? I mean, get out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I think the Padres, you know, if they go get one more bat, because I think the bats are coming around. I really do. And if you get one more bat, dude, I mean, especially, you know, you take fam out of that out of that left field, because I don't think Profar is good enough. I think Profar is better for the DH, and he can spell whoever. You come next year, though. Um, if Abrams can, if Abrams is ready to go next year, and he's hitting double A pitching so far. And I already that was the thing too. I tweeted out like he's three for three one game within a home run, and I got a bunch of mentions like bring him up. I'm like, dude, are you you kids? Like, what the hell is wrong with some of you people? The guy hasn't had one full season in the minor leagues. He played like, I think he played like three games in low A, okay? The first year we drafted him. So he comes out of high school, he plays like three games in low A. So last year he was going to play probably in high A or low A at the beginning and then play high A, maybe at the you know second half of the season if he just dominated Single A, he would have been in double A. 
But we're just going to have them one week, one good game in double A. Hey, bring him up. He can't be worse than fam. Oh, my God. And just ruin the kid's development? The guy would hit like probably like 150, dude. I mean, I love the guy. I mean, but he looks skinny, like, but he's young. Like, he needs to, you need to, you have to have these kids develop. They lost a whole year. And that's what I think with Gore. Like, that year kind of fucked him. And, you know, you got Palais, and he's just trolling most of the time. But he's like, why isn't he up yet? I mean, Jesus. Guy's 22 years old. He missed a whole year of development. So basically, he's like 21. I mean, he's just supposed to be up. But I will say this, Gore does not look like he's going to be an ace to me, to me, so far. I mean, I can change my opinion on that. I mean, just stuff-wise, command, everything. Unless that gun is wrong and completely wrong, I just, you know, do I think he could be a starter in the major league? Yeah. Eventually, but, I mean, shit. Right now, I'm not too high on him. I mean, I still think he's going to be good, but... I don't think he's an untouchable anymore where I used to, but I don't know. I mean, because I saw him at one, I saw him one game in low A, and he was throwing um, like ninety seven, so it was ninety six, ninety seven. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe so. I'll have to get back on that. But you get a left fielder if you get Chris Bryant, and you got a lineup of, you know, I mean, look at Cronenworth. I know Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is. is I don't think they've killed us on these trades, but they knew Fam was breaking down and they got rid of him at the right time. I think they knew Pagan wasn't, they got rid of him at the right time. You know, I think they got rid of Snell at the right time. I still think Snell will bounce back and we'll still look back at that and go, no, we're fine on that trade. It wasn't the greatest, but it's better timing for us. Like you need Snell then, oh, we got to wait two years of development from Patino. Like, Patino's not ready to be in a starting rotation. He's not ready to be in a starting rotation of a playoff series. Snell is. I mean, Snell just shoved against in the World Series against the Dodgers. You get him going, you know, that, that wasn't that long ago. It's not like his stuff has fallen off. So if he gets it going and, and he shoves in the playoffs, let's just say he has a, you know, a meh, regular season but he shoves in the playoffs we're all going to look at it and go well that's what we wanted um but you look at Cronenworth I mean the Rays are always oh the Rays always win every trade well they fucked up on Cronenworth because I mean the homeboy's hitting 288 he's got an on base of 364 slugging or OPS of 776 I mean he's been fantastic guy can play a bunch of different positions um, I thought he was going to have a, not like a down year, but I thought he was come back to like a 250 hitter or something. I mean, he, he doesn't strike out. He, he's very good on the, you know, not chasing pitches. He knows the strike zone. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's going to be so valuable come next year. He's probably going to be your first baseman next year with the, with the DH and just have Hosmer be the DH. And then second base is probably going to be Abrams or, or um, excuse me, or Kim at second base, or 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 Tatis. I don't know. I mean, I, personally, I'd rather have Kim at shortstop and put Tatis at second base because just for the throws, and then maybe put um, Abrams in left field. I mean, because I was originally thinking, okay, just take Grisham and put him in right field because Grisham's got a good arm, and have Abrams in center field, but. I mean, Grisham is so good defensively. I mean, that catch today saved him, you know. And speaking of Grisham, Grisham has been the most impressive player to me for this team. He's hitting 301. He's got an on-base of 381, and he's got an OPS of 869. But the way he's getting hits, it's not just, okay, he's just pull happy. Because last year he got off to a really hot start too, but I was like, well, all his hits are right field. Eventually, you know, his numbers are going to come down. This seems like this can stick because he's getting hits to left field. You know, they put the shift on him and he hits a grounder to short and there's no one there. Um, he's spraying the ball around, you know. He steals bases. He's fantastic defensively. I mean, that trade, I mean, you got an all-star center fielder, a legit center fielder for what? A fucking punch and Judy second baseman? And... Uh, 
Eric Lauer, I don't even know if he's, is he still even on the, uh, does he still even pitch? Like, well, well, actually he does. I guess he just shoved against the Dodgers not too long ago. But, I mean, I love that trade. I mean, that, that, that's how you, you know, that's how you're able to pay Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, and Myers is you ain't paying shit for Grisham. I mean, if Grisham was on the open market right now, he'd probably get $25 million, $20, 25000000 million. You know, and Nola, I love Nola, dude. Nola can hit. And, I mean, the way he, when he comes up, I, I, I always feel like he's going to get a hit, especially against left-handed, you know. He got off, like, someone on Twitter was like, uh, his, he, he's sucking. I'm like, dude, again, he missed spring training. It's going to take him a while. So it took him a while, and now you're starting to see the results, man. I mean, six RBIs on Saturday. Um, that guy is just going to lengthen out your lineup. I think the Padres are a left fielder away from being fucking damn fucking good. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to go get a big bat. I don't know if we're going to get in a bidding war. I would assume we are. If I'm the Dodgers, I'm going for a reliever, though, because the Dodgers, in my opinion, are in trouble in this way. I always felt like, okay, their bullpen isn't that good, but come playoff time, you're going to have your four starters, and then you could have May come out of the bullpen. And another thing, you know, and that that would have just made their bullpen so much better. And in the playoffs, you're just like, okay, we can't stop them now. Now, unless Gosling comes back and is like he was last year, which I highly doubt he will be then I think the Dodgers are in trouble. Another thing that I think that, you know, the Dodgers could be in a little bit of trouble is they don't even have five starting pitchers right now. Now, David Price is coming back. Maybe they're going to use him as a starter, but he'll get bombed, dude. He'll get fucking bombed. He's not, he's not any good. He sucks. And they'll probably try to eat up some innings with him. But one thing that no one's, I haven't heard anyone really talk about is they got a problem with Urias because he had a shortened season last year. I don't think he's ever thrown over 70 innings in a major league season. What do you, you can't throw him 150 innings this year. So if you don't have a good fifth starter and then you, you got to limit his innings and your bullpen kind of, it sucks, or, or it doesn't, I don't know if it sucks, but it isn't any good, then you could be in trouble, especially if, you know, Seager's going to be out for a while. I don't know how long Bellinger is going to be out, but everyone just thinks once Bellinger comes back, they're just going to. Bellinger wasn't that good last year. I mean, he gets in he gets in cold streak. Yeah, when he gets hot, yeah, sure. Um, but Buster Olney even says like he doesn't think the Dodgers are running away with it. He says it's going to be a fight till the end. And honestly, I came into this season thinking, yeah, we're, we're, it's going to suck because we're only going to get the wild card. I think we can win the division now. I really do. As long as we, we can stay, you know, somewhat healthy. I think it's going to come down to health between the Dodgers and the Padres. One big injury, you know, one more big injury from somebody could probably flip it, you know. I don't want to hear the Dodgers talk only about their injuries and making it like we don't have injuries. Laments pits, what, eight innings this year because he's been hurt? Uh, Morahan is out. Clevenger's out. Uh, Tatis has missed like 20 games or close to 20 games already. You know, 15 games at least. Um, and he, what, what is Tatis playing at? 80%? 85%? He, he sure ain't playing at 100%. There's no fucking way. Um, Myers has been banged up. Grisham was banged up. Uh, Pomeran. I mean, we got injuries too and big names. Keanu Kelly, whatever. He's probably going to be out for the year. Um Matt Strom, I mean, but the Dodgers will just say, when do we know who those guys are? Oh, okay. Uh, well, your whole season's coming down to A.J. Pollock. I mean, the guy fucking never plays. He's always been hurt. So I think we got a good chance winning this division. Um, maybe go get one more pitcher just to eat up some innings. I think the offense is really going to start helping us out. I don't think we're going to be in so many stressful innings for this bullpen and starters. Some of these games, if it's the third inning and it's five nothing, then the starting pitcher is going to say to himself, "Okay, it's five nothing already. Let me eat up some innings instead of it's zero zero still, and I I can't give up a run because then we're going to be losing." 
Because I think the offense is really about to hit its stride. Now, let me get this before I go. Tatis, Hosmer, and Myers, when they come back, they're probably going to struggle for two or three games until they get their timing back. Of course, everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with them? <coughs> Just expect it. You don't sit for a week, 10 days. Probably can't even do baseball activities because you can't be around anywhere. Um, it's all timing with your swing and everything. So I wouldn't expect them the first game to come back and, oh, they get multiple hits for all of them. No. But take care of business against the Rockies. Win at least two out of three coming up here. Um, then you got the Mariners. Now, you got – after the Rockies, you got 20 in a row. That part's going to be tough. <coughs> 20 in a row with no days off. But now that you got some innings eaters in the bullpen in Stammen, Diaz, and Lament, I think it'll be much easier than when we played whatever it was, 17 in a row, and you basically only had one guy in the bullpen who was, you know, multiple innings guy in Stammen. Well, Weathers was a little bit in that situation, but I think Diaz is huge. Hopefully Lament. I mean, let's be honest. Lament's going to probably need Tommy John surgery, so I don't know how many innings we can get out of him. But as long as he, I mean, he's out. He's going to, in my opinion, he'll be out for next year. So it doesn't matter when he gets the surgery because it's already too late. He probably should have got it, you know, after this year and or last year ended. But anyways, all right. Till the next time. Hopefully, you guys, you know, I guess you're supposed to say leave a comment or something on the podcast or something at the end i don't know what those things are called a review um you could tell me i suck you could tell me to fuck off whatever all right till the next time good night now